Okay, so hello everyone. So uh, I think this is the most uh, random podcast of all. So I had a meeting planned with our guest today, <laughs> uh, Moshe. Uh, so it it was not about like being recording a podcast, but the 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 thing was so the the topic is so different and it's so used these days. Uh, outcomes and visions and product strategy that I, I I thought that why not we record it and share it with everyone. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being with us. And hi, Moshe. How how are you doing today? I'm good. Hi, Tanuj. How are you? I I'm also doing good, Moshe. Sorry, it was a surprise for you. <laughs> no, worries. no, I I love surprises. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but once once we discuss about outcomes and everything, I I just wanted to know uh, you to tell everyone that how did you come into product management and something about yourself. Yeah, of course. So um, people know me already on on LinkedIn. Know how much I want, love talking about uh, um, product. Right. And I started my career in engineering. So I was doing for twenty years product development, um, okay. like software development, um, many different positions on the engineering side. And then um, about ten years ago, I decided to <clears throat> sorry, I decided to focus only on product management uh, because I really. Um, I saw that need to bridge between uh, okay. what clients want and what the business want to what right. uh, we're developing as engineers. Uh, before that, I never had a product manager on my team. So uh, I was really wearing that hat for many years. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. even know that I was wearing that hat. Uh, so it was uh, quite an easy, an easy transition for me. Uh, but uh, since then, I learned a lot about uh, modern uh, product management. What does it mean to be a product manager? How do you work with the team and many frameworks to do it and um that's why i also love talking about it right um just a plug-in i also have a podcast about products uh and uh, I, i'm co-hosting uh this podcast with <laughs> with uh, matt green from atlanta right. um, i'm by the way uh in toronto and okay. um yeah, so so we are talking over there about products that product people are using. So it's called product for product, right? Um, and you can listen to it on you know all the different um, podcasting platforms, um, and um, it's it's really interesting to learn about all the different products that exist out there that different product people are using. Using, yeah, I I think it's interesting. So uh, in this, like you you mentioned about the various hats that you put, but you didn't know that you were doing the product uh, thing, right? So how did yeah. you come to know that you have you are doing the product job? Now you have to shift to to it. And what is the first book that you read about product management? So two questions. Oh, um, yeah, I think that um, about uh, 10, 12 years ago, I started um, you know seeing that there are more product management positions out there right. and i got it got interested to see what it is but most of it was from marketing perspective okay and some of it was from um you know uh, what we do these days on product but you really have to see to you have to ask uh, what is it um that the job is about so mm-hmm. back then they used to call it technical product manager right. to uh, differentiate from uh, marketing product manager. Uh, okay. These days they, there are still technical product managers positions out there, but it's mostly product manager. Okay. Uh, but the first book I read about product management—that's a good question. Um, 
I think it was, I'm looking here because I have some books on my desks. And, <laughs> and I, think, I think one of them is this one. It's the Lean Product Playbook by Dan Olson. Right. Uh, which is a really good book about that give you a framework to find uh, product market fit. Okay, I think that's an interesting book. We 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 pick the problem, uh, which needs to be solved by AI, and uh, <laughs> like so so we 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 do this on customer chats, right? Which I told you. So customer chats, social media, uh, emails. So they they need sentiments and they need the uh, categories. What are the top categories people are talking about, right? So, so the machine learning, the first model that we deployed gave an accuracy of 50, 52%, okay? And mm -hmm. uh, the customers still kept on complaining, but they were initial customers, that's okay. Then they knew it that they are also paying very less if mm -hmm. I compare it with any brand outside. And also mm -hmm. they don't speak Bahasa, right? The, they don't understand Bahasa. So it took some time, but once we focused, so one thing I loved about, uh, like product vision, you always keep on talking about it, right? And I could never get that because I was new. Mm -hmm. So I could figure out that my product vision would be for that is to remove that manual processing or category tagging in Excel. So mm -hmm. what they do, they have a million chat and mm -hmm. uh, there are 10 people sitting, reading each comment one by one and putting this into this category, putting into that category, the manual part that you are talking about. Mm -hmm. So we found our product vision that we want to remove that manual tagging. Mm -hmm. And now everything we do is about focusing on that. So now automatically the ideas keep on coming to everyone who's working that because mm -hmm. the vision is clear to everyone that how to remove it. So now from 52%, we have achieved to 72. And mm -hmm. we want to go there up to 1995. I, I know that we cannot do more than that. And the good thing is we only have two data scientists. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so, so it, it's, it is not investment, it is about the focus. And that's, that's true as well. That's true as yeah. well. And, and it also, there are some, I mean, there is quite a bit of models out there already. Mm -hmm. And, and um, also AI systems that like Watson and other systems that you can use to process data and provide different things. Right. So it really depends if, if these models already are existing out there and maybe you can utilize them or not or stuff like that. Um, but what you just described mm -hmm. is actually, yeah. So what you just described is actually directly, directly, um, it, that's exactly outcome-based, outcome-based, uh, you know, uh, thinking <laughs> okay. because yeah, that's exactly what that outcome is because the outcome you're trying to get is, and that's where the vision is so important because that vision really focuses you on that outcome, right. right? So you're saying, I want to get to an outcome of 99%. Uh, so everyone really know, oh, if that's the outcome we're trying to get, then what areas of the product I can improve to get to that outcome? Okay, I think I... Okay. Okay. I got it. Actually, yeah. you're saying the right thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's exactly what outcome is all about. Right. Okay. Okay. Because you, need, <laughs> you, need to, <laughs> you need to be able to measure something mm. and you need, to, you need to understand for, first of all, you know, what are the outcomes you're trying to get to right. and then why are you trying to get to those outcomes? Okay. Because the why is important, right? Yeah. No, okay. I, I absolutely so, get so it. So once you, Go you, on. you once you know what outcomes you're trying to get to and why, then you have to see how do I quantify this? Mm. So the quantification you said was that percentage. 
accuracy, right? The accuracy, which eventually what will happen, you can measure it also by the amount of hours that are reduced for people to do this tagging by hand. Right. So if, uh, so if um, without the system, it take them 10 hours mm -hmm. a week and uh, I don't know how long it takes. I'm just throwing numbers. Yeah, and, okay. with 52 and with 52 accuracy, 52% uh, accuracy, maybe it reduces it to, not to 50 or 48, uh, you know, right. percent of the hours it took them before, because they probably still have to look into things and see, you know, does that make sense? It's, it's more of a suggestion than anything, right? So right. It's, it's give them a suggestion for the tagging, and then they probably still spend time to check that suggestion Yep. So, so maybe it reduces it to seven hours, maybe it reduces it to eight hours. And then uh, with 99%, and they will trust it also after they see it, they will trust it, then it can reduce it to, you know, five minutes or yep. an hour a week or whatever, right? Right, 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 right. So no, no time at all. So that's so, how we can like put our goals as well. Uh, like the whole vision and the goal that, okay, if it's taking them uh, 10 hours right now, then eight, then seven, and start reducing it to. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes you will have to tell yourself, you know what, I cannot really, there is a bottom line I can reach and mm -hmm. there is no way I can reach, go below, below that. Or you can say, no, okay. I can solve this entire thing, right? Okay, I got it. No, now, I, uh -huh. to, to, you, to you, the 99% make more sense probably to the team, to the developers, to the engineers, mm -hmm. but to the users, when you sell it, it might more make sense the time that they save. Right. Right. So, so that's why you have to look at it that way as well. It's not just an outcome of reducing the technology, you know, improving the technology to work better, right. but it, what value do I give to the users? Okay. So, so like, you would say that outcomes are of two types. One that our people chase the internal team, and one that the customers, uh, which is helping the customer. So there are two kind of outcomes. I, I think the main outcome, yes, uh, there might be more more types of outcomes, mm -hmm. but I think the main outcomes that you always have to be thinking about is why you're doing this. Right. So you're not doing this to, you know, make your developers happy that they solved a very tough problem. Mm -hmm. Or, but you're making it to create value to your users, right? So you always have to think about what is the value you're creating, right? What is the value that we are creating for the user, and yeah. and for chasing that value, uh, for solving that value, create some internal things that will help developers, right? Exactly. So so this is where it's almost like it's uh, part of the vision versus strategy. So the vision is that you're reducing time to the users to you're automating things for them and it helps right. them do their jobs, right? Right. Uh, strategy here is how do you get there? Mm -hmm. So there could be many strategies. One of them is that you remove that problem of tagging that takes a lot of time. Right. And reduce it to to zero to one percent, you know. Right. So you do it by by this automation. Right. But there could there could be many other things that you do to solve this problem. Yeah, so this is where you, over time, 
you will um, find different strategies to do that. Mm -hmm. And you, you'll prioritize between those strategies. So if, if, the, if the strategy right now is to reduce this specific problem, then you focus your efforts on that. Okay, got your next, point. Maybe next year the strategy is gonna be something different because you will find another place where you can reduce time for them. Right. Right? So from their from the user perspective, the outcome is the same outcome. Right. From your perspective or internally, the outcome together is based on the strategy you're taking. Right. It took some time to get to this vision. Uh, like I, I always, so I, I looked at your comments. I looked at so many comments and everyone says that product vision is super important, super important, super important. And mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. But how how times you know that would be the product vision? How do you know what that you got the product vision? Hello. How can you get to a vision quick? Yeah, like like it took me some time. I I, I understood the problem that people were doing manual tagging, but I was not thinking it that way. I was more focused on accuracy, 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 and I was not even thinking that the what the best thing that I'm doing is actually no more manual tagging. That should be the vision, like saving them countless of hours. So that mm -hmm. kind of clarity came to me six months after I even launched the product. So does that I happen see. with more people as well? Um, I think everything in pro is a learning thing while you're working on it. It's very hard to learn product uh, by reading and uh, not experiencing it right <laughs> that's that's that the truth of it you know when people are getting into product mm -hmm. uh, it's one thing about yeah I, I learned and i read books and whatever and actually mm -hmm. experienced in it right because when you're when you're in in it uh the, there are so many aspects mm -hmm. and so many challenges and problems to mm -hmm. deal with that you're kind of like losing the big picture sometimes okay. no I, I completely get your point so uh, so what i suggest what i suggest you do is you sometimes try to be mindful about it and pull mm -hmm. yourself out of what you're doing right now mm -hmm. and like just put time for yourself to think strategically mm -hmm. and think about the big picture mm -hmm. because that's that's usually where the vision is coming from the vision comes from uh you know a big picture thing where um you, you're trying to to really it's it's a top down kind of more than bottom up where we're okay. usually usually doing a lot of bottom up things right, right. Mm -hmm. but then this is uh, uh, almost like building a lego without any instructions that you see all the different parts and like where does it all fit right <laughs> So, 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 you know, the instructions that you get with the Legos show you the vision. This is how it's going to look like. Mm. And it gives you very good instructions how to get there. But with product, it's, we don't have any instructions, so it's very hard. So that's no, why I you have it. to, you have to envision it. You have to put it in your, in your vision. Uh, you have to put this strategic, um, uh, view all uh, you know on a, on a regular basis. So that's why I'm saying trying to pull yourself from the daily stuff on an, on a regular basis to see where actually do see that strategic thing, right? Okay. And okay. and the strategic thing here is about 
the, strategy, the, the, the way to do that usually is if you look at the vision of the company, mm-hmm. you know, where does the company want to get? What are you trying to do? And based on that, you design, uh, you define the vision for the product as an overall, not just a, a specific feature, but mm-hmm. as an overall, what is the vision of the product? Mm-hmm. There are ways to do that. You know, there are, there are uh, templates out there to do that. I can send you some links. Okay. Um, and then, and then, based on that vision, you start thinking about how do you get to that vision. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I achieve this? How do you achieve this vision? And that vision could be a multi-year type of thing. So you could think, okay, I really, really want to have a vision like that, but I know it will take me five years to to build it because it's a right. lot of work. Right. And to get there, you know, you have to start somewhere. So usually where is it that you start and you may have a starting point with the existing product that you have and the existing clients you have already right. which is good right that's where the challenge of of a startup that don't have all of this yet right <laughs> and, and and then you basically build that strategy how to get there and the strategy can change all the time based on what you learn while executing it okay no i, right? I totally completely get it i think it's more more with being the clarity of the vision. So the like for this product, it's so clear now that even with two people and one uh, developer, we are going in the right direction. We don't mm-hmm. need more people, right? Because it's just so cl- clear and it's everyone's head. And what we have done actually in every sheet that we maintain, which that is the vision that we have pasted everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So like whenever they... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And, and, and so the vision that you stated over there is based on the percentage of the of the tagging, or is based on the the time reduced for the user. So currently, it's no more manual tagging. In uh, if I talk about the that that's it, it's so simple for everyone to understand that yeah. this is how we have put it. And if we like like you mentioned, once we talk to the customers, for them the communication is. Um, manual resources you don't need 10 people you need to mm-hmm. you you can save around 30 to 40 hours per week per person mm-hmm. so they were spending so much time because they're just doing manual tagging and it's it's not something that you love to do yeah yeah it's a lot so of there, there's a lot of churn yeah employee yeah. churn if you if you keep on doing this right definitely right. yeah it's a manual work that definitely could be replaced by a machine if a machine is is good enough to do that yeah yeah so, so I think that's what we have for, so for every day, the, both the data scientist and developer, it's like no more manual tagging. That's mm-hmm. what they're like, the focus is. And then we created three strategies. This is first priority number one that we are going to do, which took it to 72%. And now then this another strategy that will yeah. take it to like 75, 77. And yeah. reaching to 95, we'll have to make more strategies. We don't have a strategy right now. <laughs> so that's exactly that's exactly what outcome is. Right. Because the, the difference between output and outcome is that output is usually, you know, what they deliver the, the, mm. the developers, mm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that it create any value or mm. get you anywhere with your vision. Right. And and the thing is that outcome are much easier. Why, you know, many companies are still outcome versus being out, uh, output. Sorry, right. output versus outcome, because mm-hmm. its output is much easier to measure and to plan. So 
managers and executives, they want to know, okay, when are we done with this? <laughs> and with, with, outcomes, you, with outcomes, you never know when you're done with it because you're done with it and you get to that outcome. But there is no direct plan that you can say, on mm -hmm. this date, I will get to that outcome because I, right. I have to learn through the, uh, on the way and not everything is going to work. Right, absolutely. So there will be experiments as well, right? Exactly. So Mm -hmm. And one one more question on this outcome part. So now we have an internal outcome, like you mentioned about the metrics, and then there is an uh, customer value outcome, which is about saving hours, for example. And mm -hmm. how about business outcome? So so there should be a business outcome as yeah, well yeah. attached to it, right? The thing is, the thing is with the business outcomes is mm -hmm. that it's um, usually business outcomes are talking about revenue. And revenue um, is not always controlled by the application. Mm -hmm. uh, there are other things that control it, like sales and marketing, mm -hmm. and customer support, and you know a lot of different aspects. So, so that's the first thing that it's hard for you to say, you know, to measure uh, to. Or it's unfair to connect. Basically, it's it's not fair to connect your business outcomes to the product itself. That's okay. the first thing. The, se the second thing, so, so basically what you're saying, let's say that you had to, uh, uh, although it, it's still important to do, I'm not saying it's not, but it, it's not really in the control of the product people and the product team. Right. Uh, the, the second thing is also, you have to look at leading indicators versus uh, lagging indicators. Okay. A lagging indicator like is a sales like a revenue. What is revenue mm -hmm. of the company? That's a lagging mm -hmm. indicator because mm -hmm. you can only you can only um, um, measure it after it happened. Right. Uh, leading indicators um, are more like if you can prove that based on a specific improvement that based on the specific feature that people are using there will be a specific outcome eventually mm -hmm. that will increase revenue to the organization. Right. So let's say, for example, you have a set of features in your application, and then you know if um, a person uh, use um, feature A on the first um, week of using the application, then there is a 100% more chance that they will uh, continue using the application and not churn, right? Right. So this is indirectly leading to your revenue. Right. Uh, this is what we call a leading indicator mm -hmm. because it's something that you can then see, okay, how do I make sure that this user is using this feature in the, in the first week? Right. Right, so you, right, can actually, right, right. You, you can actually have more control over that through the application, either mm -hmm. improving the, the flow of their usage mm -hmm. or doing, um, you know, onboarding to show them this feature mm -hmm. or, or um, moving uh, this feature to be more visible to them or sending them emails. So there might be some marketing involved in that, but yeah. it's, a team, it's a team effort now to make sure that they you try to get more users to use this specific feature. Okay, I I understand. So, the, like you mentioned about 
generally we talk about revenue but we also mention about churn or retention right so mm-hmm. building a feature even though you are not sure about that right now which is solving a major pain point can can we like mention or predict or some thing say that this feature is going to make sure that this amount of people who are going to use it retained or mm-hmm. stick to the product or you can only measure this after so if you only you can only measure it after then it might be a bit too late yeah right so how can you so, like, so it's uh, always better yeah go ahead go ahead so how how can you like make so sure part- that we are proactive about this yeah yeah so so part of it is collecting data and see how users behave with your mm-hmm. application right and and then see who are the users that are successful users they can continue they come in back right. and they don't churn they are your right. your partners right right and then try to see why they are using that what makes them unique over users that churn and don't don't use the system as 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 good as they are mm-hmm. and once you you find what makes them unique uh you can try to mimic that by either marketing only to people like that so that right. also can help you know with identifying your persona and and Focus. your end user mm-hmm. that will make sense to market to mm-hmm. uh, also within the application if you have other users that are the same persona they should be similar to this but they are not then try to find out you know what get them stuck and 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 help them okay right? okay which which has a similar persona and why they haven't used it so somehow help them and even even if yeah. you have to go on a call and help them if they are enterprises right so and whatever it is yeah whatever it is that you have to do if you know so that's also could be different strategies to do that so mm-hmm. you can define the strategy so again here the you can define it again as an outcome so the outcome is to reduce churn from your end from the right. end result right and and then um to get um higher percentage of people to go through uh you know a hurdle that they have mm-hmm. and then you find what those hurdles are and then there could be different strategies how to deal with them so okay. one strategy could be to connect to them directly uh mm-hmm. to uh give them uh, uh you know one-on-one help or right. webinars that they can learn more about the system uh or to change the system a bit to make it easier for them to use because maybe yep. you will find a place where the system where they got stuck in the system yeah and they could they could not find it like that that happens a lot as well exactly yeah okay i got it so uh I think it it makes sense now. So now there 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 came a question uh, like uh, one thing that uh, I and Rajneesh were discussing like the other PM in the company is how do you define this outcome for every problem statement? I'll I'll give you an example as well. So let's suppose uh, you remember on LinkedIn we spoke spoke about uh, export. Uh, why do they export the CSV right on Rasika's? Uh, i think comment and all and i said that it's important to know why they do that right uh, mm-hmm. and cuz cuz it can help you build something in the product uh, that they are struggling with right so yes 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 instead so, so, of exporting mm-hmm. yeah so now uh, so what what we figured out 
so that's like number one. We figured out that they they were downloading the export of the survey responses. They were downloading it. Why? Because they had to make graphs or charts in their own color theme so that when they present to the company internally as well to the management, uh, like they have a three month kind of feedback meeting. So they, they wanted to put everything in their color and they could not do that in the platform. So they had to download the data again. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. So that that was one thing. And uh, I loved that we went on that call, right, to understand yeah. why they use that, because now I yeah. know what I need to build. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then then the second thing uh, they, they mentioned another thing uh, that, OK, why? Why do you use more than we probed further? Uh, so they said, now I have to use some kind of filters which are related to my business values. Uh, like business uh, value, no, not business values, the business things like, I want to measure NPS via this plan, that plan, right? And and they did not, so we did not make them understand that you can use contact properties to actually get that data here as well, right? So mm -hmm. that got to another problem. And then yeah. more things like this, okay, I want to put this chart into the PPT, I want cross tabulation, I want this, I want that. So it gave us a lot of things but yes. if I talk about outcome of each one of them, it's all saving hours. So can yeah. saving hours be the outcome for like every feature that I built for that report uh, part? Maybe that could be. Okay. Um, I, I think that once you start doing this and thinking about other type of say uh, saving or other business values you mm -hmm. might come up with other things okay uh, so it, it could be you know one of them could be um make the system more sticky okay so, so that could be an outcome as well for um for users um it could be there, i think there could be more things but saving time is definitely is definitely out there because that's that's a lot of those things that um, you want to. Well, it, it also depends what you're competing with, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where jobs to be done start to to get into the picture, because if you're competing with Excel spreadsheets, like you said, and they tag right. stuff, then definitely this is like automating things for them and saving time yep. for them. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are competing in something within the application, so it's your application that you provide them, but it's missing these specific features. So now they have to do it outside. Right. Um, so so maybe it's not um, saving time, maybe it's a conveniency of using it all in one platform. Um, maybe it is uh, more uh, stickiness. So they use your platform more than uh, they don't have to get out of the system. Mm -hmm. So you know how in LinkedIn, LinkedIn don't like usually that you put um, external um, websites. Mm -hmm. If you put an external website, the um, the algorithm is going to, is not going to show that post as much as it show posts without external um, uh, um, URLs. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, because they don't want you to get out of their system. They prefer that you stay in LinkedIn. Okay, so but that's not make, value from the customer. I, I don't think that's, that's right. Value, that's more value to them, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, you're right. Here it is a bit more. It's a bit different because it's more value to LinkedIn that they want you to stay in LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, and and that might be. It's an interesting. You're right. I mean, there is an outcome over there that, what on for their perspective, it's it's uh, the system is more cohesive. There is more. They stay in one platform and they don't have to switch right. to different platforms. Right. Right. Um, but some people I've seen, it actually came up in our podcast about the product analytics. Okay. Um, people like a system that only does product analytics, and then you have to use other systems to do other things. Right. Or you prefer a system that does many different things in one system. Right. Right. Like as a platform. Yep. Um, yep. I'm more on that side of, of having one, one product that does a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Because then I don't have to switch. I don't have to integrate. Um, it's just an easier is easier for everyone. Right. Um, so 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 that could be you know the the output the outcome for them. Mm -hmm. uh, but on this on the flipping side of that, the outcome for you will be more stickiness. Right. No, I I, <laughs> I actually get this point and and the the debate that you are mentioning. So. Ideally, everyone wants a product which has everything. So now why Zoho's, Freshtest, Salesforce are popular uh, because yeah. they're good at one thing for sure. Like Freshtest is for like the chat support, right? And uh, Salesforce is for CRM, right? They're, they're good at one thing, uh, but they have now made Salesforce desk, like sales test, right? And they have made their, the, the ticketing system, the CRM, the marketing automation, they have done like everything. So the person stays in the system and they don't have this problem as well. But now how do you find a vision like that, Moshe? Then it comes again, right? So, so your vision was for just two, three years of keeping that as a CRM and then your vision like expanded that now I want to I, I, if you look at the history of those companies, their vision probably changed. They changed, right? Um, it's probably changed. I would guess so. Um, I, I think vision is it could change, and it might be an ongoing thing that that the executives are looking at and right. and thinking and seeing well, which should it change or not. Um, I don't think there is there is an actual you know, rule or template how to come up with a vision mm -hmm. for a company or a vision for a product. Uh, there is, there is, there are some templates for vision for products, but right. it's, it's all based on still your ideas and your internal, you know, problems that you're trying to solve and where you are, right? Or a gut feeling is better. Or your gut feelings. And then you have to to do your your due diligence to experiment and see if that actually works exactly absolutely yeah okay yeah. so uh, other one one other question that i had now i now i understand the outcomes outcome can be different and uh, so if we can if we can then every uh, feature that we build should have a customer outcome a business outcome if possible right and then uh, a kind of like a metric or an outcome for internal people that mm -hmm. how they can measure that right yeah. some some kind of a metric like that so then it it helps everyone right yeah. now if uh, if you get all these things done and if you are stuck with the 20 problem statements 
that can have this kind of uh, like you you have done 20 problem statement you have 20 outcomes and then how would you actually prioritize is it like totally based on the product vision or it is based on that this outcome can bring like it saves more hours or it gives more value to the customer so how do you like use the vision and that outcome driven value and prioritize something yeah 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 it's definitely based on what give you uh more value mm. uh, um and, and stuff like that it's also um you know to build a strategy the right strategy and that's where the strategy is right so you're right. strategizing you know what where what you need to tackle first etc mm. uh, to build a strategy you need to have some insights from what you know uh, what works, what not, what your experimentation says, mm. uh, what the data says about mm. the user and stuff like that. So, so that's where um, it's an ongoing thing all the time. You know, you build that that strategy, and based on that strategy, it really can help you the, the, do the prioritization. Right. There could definitely be competing ideas, and maybe you want to experiment. Mm. Um, to say, okay, let, let's experiment this or this and then see what works more. And then we, we maybe we focus on that, right? right? Okay. Or you could have, uh, if you have the resources for it, you could have multiple things done at the same time, yeah. or you can even have competing teams competing on things and then say, okay, let's see who, who gets it uh, better. Um, you know, sometimes hackathons are, are, are a cool, cool way to do that. Right. So you bring to the team, you say, let's do a hackathon day. Uh, here is a problem we're trying to solve. Uh, here is the outcome we're trying to get. Uh, come up with ideas how to get it. And then you'll see what they will come up with. And it could be amazing actually sometimes to see that. It, I actually did this for the first time yeah. last month. Uh, so, so there was an onboarding thing Good. that we wanted to do. Uh, like how can we increase like just 5% of that onboarding. So our onboarding, the main thing is the first value the person will get if they get a response, survey response and check the reports. That's the first mm -hmm. most important thing for a, a feedback platform, right? If that doesn't right. happen, there's no point of text analysis or anything. So that is the first value. So, so we wanted to get it to like how can a person who signs up uh, get to uh, like it was around 22 23 percent that person who can get the response how can we increase it to like five percent or seven percent right and that's where we did that hackathon we we took four or five teams separate teams and told them the outcome for like and it was a surprise for them that no more work today uh, only this hackathon and the the people would get this much uh, voucher or amazon vouchers that or or a party these four people right and it worked. Did they like it? They yeah. loved it. And now yeah. they're pushing, can it's... you give us more? <laughs> you, should, you should do it on an ongoing basis, I think. I, I've been to a place where they did it once a month or once every other month. Okay. And over there, they did it like you could work on anything you wanted. So it was a bit tactic because everyone developed things that had no relation to what the company was doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> So they just had fun with it, but I think that um, it's actually better if you, you know, almost bring up uh, problems that you have that are kind of in the backlog or, you know, they're very unknown. You don't know how to do what to do with them, right. and or, or you can tell them, you know, it has to be somehow related to what we're doing. Okay. Even if yeah. you bring up the problem, 
and and you know people loves it because it changes the pace a bit it gives them the ability to think uh, for a day or two about something different right and then they present what they've done at the end mm-hmm. and then, uh, even you can do a competition between them so someone right. can actually win if you if people vote or something you know so yes. you vote yeah and <laughs> exactly and if, you, if you see an idea that really is a cool idea that you should think uh, you know can go into the product right a win-win for everyone yeah one last question moshe uh, on and then we can talk about uh, other things um, you how do you create a outcome driven roadmap um yeah that's a good question so it's um i cannot say that i wrote one myself okay so this is i i'm talking more from reading about it rather than from experience okay. but uh when you have that strategy and you have that you know goal to get to a certain place mm-hmm. then you can actually you know break it down to those to those uh smaller components and say mm-hmm. if my goal is to get to 99% uh, accuracy of the tagging mm-hmm. then um i can say uh, now the goal is to get uh, to 75% and then so in the next uh, month we're working on that right um you you could also add to that as a lower level of items that are specific to things that the team wants to try okay so it can be more like uh not so much an outcome at outcome but a specific um activity that the team is trying to do to achieve that okay right i think so I think if you this, are trying to mm-hmm, build, go ahead Yeah, if you're trying to build a specific model, you have different models that you're trying to look into that might help with that, then you're saying, uh, okay, so this week or for the next two weeks, we're working on this model. And mm-hmm. then two weeks after that, we'll work on that model, whatever it is, right? Right, right. I so that it. can become a bit more, more specific, specific ideas. I think that's a great point. I think I have, now, now I got something that I could use actually, uh, like uh, this, uh, okay. This, this experimentation thing like you mentioned so there, there was another thing related to this in your roadmap how would you uh, like uh, have a place for these internal things like uh, i want to optimize the uh, database right because for us it's like huge data set like if the chatbots and everything a month, 1 million uh, things are coming in a month right 1 million rows are coming in a month then we have to optimize for that uh, data set and this tech team people call this dpu i am not like i'm the product guy but not that technical so they call this dpu right so this and then they talk about code refactoring a lot i on scrums they they, they talk about it so how do you place uh, in that those parts in the roadmap and like it's like all the time or it's like every other 3 months and you add something like that Yeah, there are different companies doing it in different ways. I I would prefer to do it all the time to have almost okay. like a percentage of the activity is dedicated for that. So, okay. if you know that you have they're already talking about capacity of the team and what what, what might be the capacity there. Mm-hmm. Um but um if you put like um I don't know 30% of the capacity towards uh technical debt um in any specific uh, refactoring and maybe also including 
technical support so to solve uh, um, uh, urgent problems and stuff like that okay uh, these things are always going to be there so mm -hmm. you have to you have to have that uh, taken care of right okay so I, I think currently like we have done it like every three months we put it we put something like that not like all, all the time consistent when uh, sometimes it happens like that when the water is above the neck then, yeah, <laughs> then we pick yeah. it up and right? thing, you don't want to get you don't want to get to that situation you want yep. to have constant improvements all the time that's why i like usually to have that uh, right. um, capacity to work on these things all the time yeah. and, and usually the way to to do that is that you create a second um, backlog right uh, which is technical backlog okay and and the technical people are managing this backlog and they prioritize mm -hmm. what is the most important thing to do that's a great idea mm -hmm. and then they can take from that backlog and they say okay we have dedicated time to work on that throughout all the time right so let's now work on this one and they can also you know think about it as outcomes so the outcome is uh make the system more uh you know faster uh more whatever it is right right make our code readable make our code uh uh you know um cover uh, coverage for the testing automated testing right. so there could be a lot of these type of uh outcomes Comes that can be technical there. outcomes right. um but you you start thinking about it in the same way how do i get to this specific outcome and what do i need to mm. do and what the strategy to do it and right. this way they can prioritize what is more important to make the system more secure or to make right. the system work faster or you know so yeah no i i get it i think for us the the, the way you mentioned it it's it also relates to the customer because uh, what happens when they use uh, filters uh, when they are loading the data and they use filters and every month one million data is like coming in there so when they use yeah, filters so it, it becomes a little slow right the scalability, so scalability is important yeah so, so i think that that's what it's getting there yeah and, and it will always happen that when you have a new product, you don't have a lot of users, you don't think about scalability, and then you build it in a way and you say, okay, when I have this amount of users, I will deal with that. But right. then you don't have time to deal with that because you forget about it or you have other things to do with. So, so it's always important to, to carve this time to be able to deal with that. Right. I, I think I get your point. And now finally, we have focused on this because like uh, the, the good thing is even uh, like we, we are working with enterprises mostly and uh, we are not going to small medium enterprises at all just totally large enterprises so so what happens when they come uh, first of all it will take time for them to come but if you get a company like they they have you have onboarded them then at least 15 people will start using your product and then those 15 people will create so many surveys that you'll get those so many responses the usage volume actually like yeah uh, gets it like if 15 companies have actually started using you today so yeah. so so there's always like this well first we were thinking about like should we go to small enterprises or like large enterprises now we see that the difference is in the sales cycle that's the most uh, different thing uh, i would say and uh, yeah. Yeah. the number of users yeah then it's it's then it's in, in that case it's similar yeah 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 for sure. okay and some large some large organizations might have different requirements because of security and stuff so yeah. they might like their own cloud like private cloud right. or on premise or stuff like yep. that so, yeah. so 
whole other thing. I think banking, banking, legal, that's where we have been uh, like given this request. So one yeah. place now we have like the, it, it's already, they are now in the phase of uh, getting the contracts done and everything. And we have to install that on premise. So that has also happened, but it, it's with banking actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's great, a whole different type of, of um, uh, problems for you. <laughs> the, the support and, and uh, upgrades and all of that stuff. Yeah, but, but I, I think we'll, we'll deal with that as well. Some, someday you have to deal with every problem that comes in, right? So I think we'll yeah, deal that's with a it. Good, good, that's a good problem. It's a good problem yeah. to have. <laughs> and uh, hope uh, the audience understands something about the outcomes like I did. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you very much. Was, See you was again. A pleasure and um, good luck with the outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> See you, man. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.